Welcome to Disarming Persuasion, the podcast for sales and business leadership professionals. My name is Dave Rosenberg, and I am the founder and principal at Locked On Leadership, a consulting firm with a mission to replace Thank God It's Friday with Thank God It's Monday. And I'm Ann Bonney, redhead impersonator and an expert in change management and leadership that people want to follow. Okay, Ann. What are we going to talk about today? Um, Let's talk about what I call painting the lighthouse, Dave, which means sharing the bigger vision with your team. Okay, you scared me there because I hate painting, right? (laughs) And, but the light, I actually kind of like painting the lighthouse. That's kind of an interesting way of coming at it. But yeah, right? The lighthouse, you got the big light, the big, the, the, the thing you're, although technically you're trying to avoid a lighthouse for the record. Just, you know. yeah. <laughs> but you want to know where it is. <laughs> it's important to know where it is. And that light shines through all the fog. And that's, I think, the what you're going for, right, is piercing the fog. Well, yeah. And what, what I'm basically thinking that I'm getting at, what I know I'm getting at, is that oftentimes when we're giving our teams a task or we're, launching a new initiative or we're working on a project sometimes you know we know so much as leaders but we forget to tell the end result what the biggest picture looks like what that what that thing we're aiming at is you know Um, and and, yeah yeah you're right it permeates so many things well well beyond just projects i mean one of the top reasons that people leave a company is no connection to the big picture. So even everyday work. Right, right. And it's and it's so important for people to know, not only so they know that their work matters, because especially these days, people want to know that they're doing something that makes a difference, but also so that they can think critically, so that they can, you know, you're, you're thinking about giving them ownership in the bigger picture so that they understand what are we driving at? What are we trying to get out? How can I think creatively and innovate and be proactive? Um, Because I know what our end result is and I might have a better way to get there. So it's a great way to give people ownership as well. Yeah. And and I definitely want to backtrack into all of that because you've nailed it. Let's, let's start here if we could. What's it look like when people don't do that. And and let me tell you why I asked the question. You know, I've worked with a lot of companies over the years and um, almost universally, when I start working with a leader and I start to point out that, you know, their folks don't really know, you know, Stephen Covey, Dr. Stephen Covey, start with the end in mind. They don't know what the end is. They don't know how they're contributing. They don't know what the big picture is. And they're always shocked. And, and, and frankly, they always say, no, 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 we, we've talked about it. Right. So if, if, you're, if you're going in and looking at a company, looking at an organization, looking at the leader, right? Because, you know, companies and organizations are, are, are made of people. What do you look for to know that they're not connected? Well, it's really easy to tell when you're talking about people's jobs, because the way they describe what their job is will tell you whether they know or not what the bigger picture is. If they're like, I sweep the floor, it's it, it's clear that they don't know 
Whereas if somebody's really locked into the lighthouse and they know what the bigger goal is, they're going to say something more like, hey, I keep the floors clean to make sure that our patients here at the hospital have a safe experience. You know, I mean, being attached to that bigger picture, they'll, you know, they'll kind of describe that in the way that they describe their job. How do you do it? No, I think you, you pretty much nailed it. Um, you know, I tell a story in my keynote. In fact, it's the story my keynote is built on, actually. And it's a, a gentleman who would join the Navy. Uh, and by the way, folks, this is not how I tell it on stage. Disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> right. But it's a gentleman who had joined the Navy and, you know, he trained to be an electronics technician. And we stuck him in the janitor's department. We called it first lieutenant. We give it a fancy title. And he was underperforming. And he didn't understand how important keeping the squadron spaces were. And, you know, that's, and that's, that's absolutely critical. You're absolutely right. When people are going through the motions and they see, their, they, they see what they're doing as a job, a task that can be replaced by a robot, they're not getting it. Right. And they don't have ownership. They don't care about the end result because they're just like, eh, this is the task I have to do. Whereas if they understand how it fits into the larger project, to the larger company, to the larger team, they really feel like they're part of something and they're less likely to believe and they're more likely to do a good job. Absolutely. So I want to get into how we make that connection for people. Sometimes it's more challenging than others. But first, if you're enjoying our show, folks, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Let us know that. And uh, if you have some topics of interest, let us know that as well. Put it in the comments and feel free to, to let us know. We're happy to address your concerns. So now that we've covered the rent, as it were, um, <laughs> what what do you recommend we do? So, you know, all right, so first got to do a self-assessment, right? We, we have to figure out, are they connected? Well, even before that, we have to figure out what is it? Because sometimes we're not super clear either. And so once we have that super crystal clarity, then we can start to make sure that we are communicating it well. So this really starts with what's our purpose as a company, as an organization, which, you know, is something I start with, you know, the two, two things I ask every business owner to identify for me is what, why do they do what they do? And almost always it's, it's initially internal, right? Either them or their family, right? It's, you know, I want to grow a big business or I need to put food on my, you know, kid plate or family's plate or, you know, shoes on my kids' feet or whatever it might be. To me, that's still... two kids going to college next year. Yep. <laughs> right. Th that's still internal, right? That's personal. And I ask them then to look outward. What's, what's the real... What's the bigger picture? What are you contributing to the world, to society? And what are your values? And if we don't know that, then it's really hard to connect others to that picture. Mm-hmm. Yep. So getting super clear with yourself. And, you know, you're talking about at the larger organizational uh, level, which is totally accurate, but you also need to look at the project level. You need to even look at the task level. And, you know, oftentimes people complain about delegation not working. Well, do they have the full picture of what's happening? Or are you just doling out the pieces little by little because you don't want to take the time to give them the bigger picture? So, yeah, but you're absolutely right. Having that clarity is vital. Right. Well, if you don't have that initial big picture and i always you know i'm a simple guy i'm a simpleton and and folks you heard it here not first I didn't maybe say it. i didn't say it dave no I, I i own it i i i own it i i am a simple guy i like to 
break things down to um, lowest common denominator because that's where the answers lie. And so it starts to me, I always like to start, I think of like a funnel. What is the massive big picture, right? What is the greater good we serve to society? Because if, if we're not bringing value to the world, and I don't mean this in a, um, yes, it applies in sort of a, a, a metaphysical way, you know, but, but I really mean business exists to bring value, right? We take raw material or less refined material and we convert it into something that's more valuable and then we bring it back to the world somehow, whether that's information, whether it's an actual goods and service, it doesn't really matter, right? We're providing something more than what we started with. That's value. That's how we make money. That value, that differential is what we get paid for, right? And if we don't understand where what we're serving, then those other projects you were talking about, you know, the reason you're doing this project, they become meaningless. Right. So, so I like to right. start there. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I'm just, I'm just clarifying that this concept needs to be hit on a lot of levels because, you know, you could give people that big picture, but within a specific project, within a certain client, within a certain department, you also may need to create that same clarity. But of course, underneath the umbrella of the larger picture. Yeah. And not may. Let, let's take the word may. We must. Must. Yeah. No, not increase our bust. But um, Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I am. Uh, well, some may have to. Um, but, but, Child yeah. of the 80s. I was just getting in my exercise. Yeah, I had a vision of you with um, leg warmers on. It was... Yeah. Yes, and the thigh master. I love that thing. Suzanne <laughs> Summers, right? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, well, and I'm reminded when I worked for Under Armour, and I remember I left Under Armour, gosh, in 2010. So it's been 12 years now since I worked there. And I remember something Kevin Plank used to say at every single meeting that we had, it was written on the walls. It was, um, we talked about it in, in smaller staff meetings, but that our goal was to build great product, service the business and build a great team. And he would say those three things over and over and over. And they were part of our language. At 12 years, I haven't worked at that place. And I still remember, build great products, service the business, build a great team. And so everything we did could be, you know, sort of structured around one of or more of those three things. And we knew what we were doing. And my question to you would be, could you just said everything could be, and I'd be willing to bet, and I've never met Kevin, never worked at Under Armour. And there you are building your bust again. Um, we must, we must. Yeah, but I'm willing to bet that that was also the litmus test behind any new initiative, any new process. Does it Absolutely. achieve one of those three goals? And if the answer wasn't yes, or does it further one of those three goals? If the answer wasn't yes, then the answer was no, we're not going to do it. Right, exactly. And so as you think about how do we communicate those things with such clarity so that our team, as well as ourselves on the top, are making their decisions and making, you know, innovative product decisions and client decisions and all that stuff based around those that whatever we're aiming at by making it super easy and talking about it a lot, they now know. So the lessons of a stoner now come to mind. Wow. Yeah. Right. Just, just, just imagine, I'm sure this was never you, but you know, you know, teenage Dave sitting around little of the wacky weed, a lot of the wacky weed, 
the bag of potato <laughs> chips, staring up in the cosmos and write that, that classic conversation like, wow, you know, the planets are revolving around the sun. It's, it's like electrons revolving around the nucleus of an atom. That could be a little solar system, right? And then the galaxy is like bunch of solar systems revolving around the center of a galaxy. So it's all the same. And like, we could be an atom in a giant's finger, right? You, you know, that concept that, mm. dude, yeah, it's deep, right? <laughs> but, but the reality is, you know, it is, it's a nested box, like, uh, what is that, a Russian doll, right? So what's your big picture for the company? And then, mm. I don't know, depending on how big the company is, for your division, for your department, right? For your job. You know, I talk about what are your what are your key accountabilities when creating job descriptions? In other words, how does this job further the goals of the organization? And if people can't tell you what they're doing, then they're going through the motions. Right, right. And they don't have ownership. They don't. They're not going to be particularly innovative. They don't have that feeling of belonging, like they're really part of something that makes a difference. And you're not going to get as much out of them. So where do you recommend our listeners who may be going, all right, this makes a lot of sense, but what do I do with this? We'll hire Dave and he'll come in and he'll work with you on, is that what you want me to say? No, actually not at all. Is that, is that where it was? <laughs> no, no. Not that. Um, well, I mean, it's, it, it's starting again, like you said earlier, with getting clarity on yourself. Do I know what it is? Okay, cool. Is it boiled down to something that makes it really easy to judge every decision, just like we talked about, against it? Now, do we have a simple way to communicate that? And are we bringing that into our conversations with our teams so that they start thinking along the same lines too? It's really easy to do it a lot yourself, but making sure you're saying it out loud a lot of times while you're making decisions, while you're having team meetings and conversations and all of that stuff. I mean, it's like what my mom used to talk. I feel like all my mom said from the ages of four to 17 was get your elbows off the table, get your elbows off the table, get your elbows off the table, get your elbows off the table. And every single time I have my elbows on the table now, I think about that. And, and we think as sometimes as managers that we only have to say things once. But when we say it over and over and it becomes part of our conversation and our decision-making and our negotiation and our, you know, all of that, it becomes part of everybody's, you know, you know, thinking. Right. What, what, what you really just touched on is what I call the second law of business thermodynamics, right? So the second Whoa. law of thermodynamics, which this is a physics law, the second, right, is that everything goes to entropy unless energy is applied. In other words, everything decays, everything falls apart. Mm -hmm. In business, if we don't apply energy to a system, then it will fall apart. In other words, you initiate a, okay, here's a new procedure. And you hand out a piece of paper and say, here's what the new procedure is. And you never do anything again. What are the odds that a month later anyone's doing that procedure? Well, pretty low. Not one bit. Yep. Entropy. Entropy, because you haven't put energy into that system. Energy meaning inspecting, making sure it's getting done. All right. You hand out a piece of paper and you train people. You make sure they know how to do it. They start doing it and you go, they got it. And you stop checking to make sure they're doing it. At first, it'll be get done. And then as they start seeing it's not being inspected and it's not, it's not like by design, they're just going to start slipping 
they're not going to get um, corrected. And then they'll think, well, that's okay. And it's pretty soon they're not doing it. And if so, we're, yeah, exactly. And if we're not continuing to clarify or to stress the importance, then people go back to the old way. Right. Easier. So when it comes to concepts, like we're talking about, it's the same thing, right? You come up with a purpose. Why do we exist? Right. The why does why does this department exist or why does this division exist? How does this fit into the big picture? Right. And then how this department and then this job. Right. And if we don't constantly talk about it, if we don't constantly remind the janitor, hey, you know, you, you did a great job today. This floor is spotless. The bathrooms are spotless. And, you know, I know, you know, we're not we're not a facility. It's manufacturing where we worry about dust. But I'll tell you what, when folks come in and they see this office is clean. They see these spaces are clean. They feel more pride in what they do and it shows in their work. So you are contributing to the overall right? little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I worked with a, a, it's not funny at all. It's really cool. I worked with a medical device company and I did a lot of emotional intelligence training with them and change management training with them. And I was working with the frontline manufacturing supervisors. And these are supervisors who managed people who would take a little teeny coiled wire and put it in a tube and pass it to the next person and take the next coiled wire and put it in a tube and hand it to the next person. And one of the things we talked about with change management and with management in general was the need to let people know that little curly wire going in that tube goes to a pacemaker that might get Robert home for the first birthday of his first grandchild. You know, like connecting what they're doing because putting a little curly Q wire into a tube doesn't feel on Tuesday at 347 when you've already put 8,400 little wires into a tube. It doesn't feel like it's really making a difference. But if you're constantly connecting it back, like you said, thanks for sweeping the floor. We are getting a whole lot more business because people walk in here and we look like we have our stuff together. And a lot of that's because there are dust bunnies all over the floor. So thanks. Yeah. Or people take more pride in their work or right. Just because you take pride in your work because you're setting the example. All of right. that is true. Yep. And it, and it goes back to what the example is the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm emphasizing it, the more I'm clarifying what our goals are or saying, Hey, you know what? That's a really great idea. And that would actually help us build better product, which goes right back to what we're trying to do. Let's do it. Right. Let's not assume that they're thinking that. Let's say it out loud. So they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. It connects back to our bigger mission. And, and of course, it all starts with understanding what your role is, how you fit into the big picture as a leader, as a leader. It starts with us, right? If we don't understand how we're contributing, then we're never going to connect the picture for other people. Mm -hmm. and, and ideally... If you are a great leader, you have empowered your people to be able to be autonomous to a degree. So the more that you're connecting them to that big picture, so they understand what they're trying to achieve and how we achieve it and all of that stuff, the more you can back up and just be the one saying, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and connecting those dots for everybody as they are more autonomous, more empowered, and thus more engaged and more productive. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think we nailed it. I don't think there's anything else to say. Then we'll be quiet. <laughs>
I don't think we'll be quiet, but we'll probably stop this podcast and go talk about something else. <laughs> All right. Well, well, folks, as always, if you have any questions, let us know. Um, and uh, or, you know, you want to share maybe an example of when you either a weren't connected to the big picture and how that might have blown up in yours or someone else's face. Right? Because sharing our mistakes and our vulnerabilities helps everybody learn. Right. Yeah, it helps us with that debriefing process. Right. Or or your successes where, you know, it clicked for you and you were able to maybe save the day. And how it saved the company's day is a process in the process. A absolutely. So otherwise, until next time. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. That concludes another episode of Disarming Persuasion. This is Dave Rosenberg. And you can find my website at LockedOnLeadership.com. And this is Anne Bonney at YourChangeSpeaker.com. Remember, if they fail to make a decision, you failed to disarm them. Yeah.